Merry Christmas, Nerd Talk Nation. This is your host, Jordan Halstead, and I've got Micah with me again on this episode. Micah, thank you so much for joining me. I'm here, as always. Yes. It's my my wonderful Christmas gift. He shows up every week. Every time. Every time. I'm like a stray animal. You feed me once, I'll just never go away. Just never go away. Feed me. Um, You know, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, the day after being Christmas Day. We're really, really excited about this time of year as believers because ultimately this day isn't just about gifts. I mean, it is about a gift, the ultimate Christmas gift being our Savior's birth. And in years past, we've done things like reading the Christmas story. Um, We've asked about our favorite Christmas uh, gifts and things like that. So what are you hoping to get out of your Christmas day as we are in the Christmas season right now, as we're recording, we're getting things ready. This episode's going to drop two days before Christmas. What would you like to see out of your perfect Christmas day? That's a loaded question. I don't, um, I, I would and say, by this, the way, Alicia, you're welcome. You've got two days of preparation for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, we really haven't finalized any plans yet for Christmas per se. Okay. Um, you know, we both work in higher ed and even though kids are home for the holidays for from the college that we work at, um, we still have to go to work. And up until I think the Friday before the week of Christmas, uh, we're in the office. And so, um, my wife also has to work in between Christmas and New Year's, which makes traveling and stuff like that kind of difficult. So for us, you know, over the last couple of years, we've, um, if we do travel, it's, you know, we, we do a quick trip over to, to Illinois where her family is. And it's like, we drive Christmas, Christmas Eve, get up Christmas Eve, get up super early, drive, go spend the day with her family, get up, do Christmas day with her family and then come back. And, you know, she has to work, you know, following that. So, um, I don't know, man, like it's, it's funny because like, you know, in preparation for Christmas and leading up to Christmas, it's, it's all about watching our favorite movies, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Some of the movies that we love, um, you know, during the Christmas and the holiday season. Um, but you know, by the time we get to Christmas, I'm kind of tired of watching all the Christmas movies. Cause like you've watched elf, you've watched the Santa Claus, you've watched all 97 Hallmark Christmas movies that are out. You, um, you know, you watch, uh, home alone and you watch you know, there's just so many different christmas you know films um that you can watch die hard um iron man, iron man 3. 3 i was literally just thinking that and i was also thinking um empire the strikes Hawkeye back series oh <laughs> yes empire strikes back <laughs> um, we woke up christmas morning to an attack from atats <laughs> the hoth planet the war on christmas the hoth planet um but yeah i for me, you know, it's just my wife and I, and, you know, we're just super, we're super low key about that stuff. Right. We don't, it's yeah. not, if we get to spend time with our families, great. If not, if it's just the two of us and we can spend time with each other, great. We're not really big on giving gifts to each other. Cause we have each other, which I know sounds kind of corny and sweet, but it is, but like, you know, we have everything we need. We're super blessed by our friends and our family and, you know, the things that we do have, we have great jobs we have, we just have a great life. Um, I will say that 2023 has been pretty challenging for me, both from a mental health perspective and just, you know, grinding through grad school and 
trying to finish and I finish in a month and which is just a blessing in of itself. Um, but in regards to Christmas day, I, I, I just want to kind of day where I'm just not doing nothing, just kind of sitting around and I don't know, playing my playing video games, having a good meal with my wife, watching movies, hanging out with my cats, no drama, <laughs> no guilt. Yeah. Um, I saw a TikTok video a couple of weeks ago about, um, I forget what the guy said, what kind of day he, he, people need to take. It's like a guilt-free day. And it, and um, what he means by that is like, you don't do anything for work. You don't exercise. You eat whatever the heck you want. And you do whatever the heck you want. And you just do that for the whole day, right? So nothing matters. You just get to, to live your life and do whatever you want for that day. So um, kind of thinking that. What about you? We, uh, I, I'm... I'm a big proponent of waking up in my own bed on Christmas morning, and I want my child to have that. So with Ollie, um, he's going to be four, uh, literally like two days after Christmas. Um, Is that because you didn't get that a lot as a kid? No, it's because... I didn't. That's what, you know, being a pastor's kid, yeah. we, we did Christmas Eve, you know, services, and sometimes church was on Christmas, and we'd always have to go to grandma's house. So like we never... It, so, it was, so for we me... We were all over the place. Yeah, being a being a pastor's kid, you know, that was part of it. But we grew up an entire time zone away from any family. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I very much as a as an older adult, um, or well, now as an adult, um, not that I'm old at all, uh, just that, you know, we my parents did the absolute best that they had. Um, and they they did the absolute best that they could for us. And we we relied on them, and it was very much my family, not like in a bad way, but it was like, that was our world. Like, it was not like anybody else had, had a say. And, and there was a year that we went to Kansas to visit family and I, I don't remember liking it. Um, and not, not because it was a bad trip, but because I didn't wake up in my own bed. Mm -hmm. Like I was somewhere that was not my, like not familiar for me. And just having that waking up in your own bed at like, the butt crack of dawn and, and going out and seeing the presence uh, and the, the tree glistening and, and the years that there was snow on the ground, seeing the snow falling and like there, it was just something very magical growing up. And so I want that for Ollie and I want him to know like, Hey, like I can wake up in my own bed on Christmas morning. And my mom and dad fought for that. Um, the older that we got, they were very much like, Hey, we're not coming out for Christmas um, to their parents and they would ask why. And I remember my mom having the same stance that I do is just, I want my kid to wake up in their own bed on Christmas morning. And so, uh, there's, there's just that, that magical part to it. Um, but my parents now live, uh, within driving distance. It's no longer a 12 to 13 hour drive, um, plus time zone and all that. So we don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Um, we're actually going to drive up and go spend the day with them. And my, uh, my brother, his wife and their beautiful little girl, um, her name's Addie. Um, we're going to get to see Addie for the first time. Um, she's less than a year old. And, and so we're going to get to spend Christmas as a family. And I'm really, really excited about that because we haven't done a a holiday as a family and it, it's been, uh, it's been a while. Um, and so it's, it's very exciting to, to get us all together. And so uh, this will be the first time that the eight Halsteads 
uh, we'll be together. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. And we're, we're getting a hotel while we're up in the area. So we'll sleep Christmas night, uh, in a hotel and Ollie's so excited because there's a swimming pool and, um, getting the, the adventure of the hotel, the big hotel. And, um, isn't that amazing cool how when we're that. younger kids, like it just seems like everything is so magical and magical. And, and now that we're oh, older, yeah. we're like, man, I just need a bed to sleep in the night so I can get home tomorrow yeah. or whatever. <laughs> well, so, so we went to Ohio for Thanksgiving and Ollie, when he came, when we were coming back, we got a hotel with a pool and he just wanted to go in the pool. And I just, I took that mindset of, I've got to be dad here. I can't be like the travel guy. I need to be dad present in this moment. And Ollie and I ate it up. It was a heated swimming pool. And then they had a hot tub and we got back in the swimming pool right after the hot tub. And there, it was like the, like that, uh, the little toddler video where it's like the biggest nope in history where like you see them and they like completely U-turn real quick. I was like, yeah, that felt like Ollie with the swimming pool. Like he just, it, it felt too cold because he just loved the hot tub. And um, it was, it's just a lot of fun having this time of life. And so we're getting a, a swimming pool hotel and all that. And we're going to spend time with family and we're, we're just excited to be together. Um, and hopefully to not be sick. <laughs> Yeah, y'all need to so, stop getting sick because you know every I've, time you travel I've, or every time the ringer. And oh for the gosh. for the listeners, you know, Jordan and I talk pretty much daily. But like, <laughs> he texted me. I think it was last weekend, and he was like, "My immune system sucks," <laughs> <laughs> or "Or my immune system's trash." I don't remember what you said. I, I think I said sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just shot um, from shingles back in January to strep, flu, A and B, COVID. And then whatever virus that we just got through, I'm like, oh my gosh. I told him, folks, I told him to take his vitamins. I told him to take you his have. vitamins every day. So, so, but no, th- things are going well. I'm excited for Christmas. And so with this episode, now that we've, we've kind of talked about some Christmas things that we're hoping to, to have and, and go through. Um, I will say though, before Christmas, you jump into that, Jordan, Christmas is kind of hard for me. Um, it, it's just... And it's hard for people too, like people that suffer with mental health or anything like that. Like my mom passed away two years ago and Christmas was her favorite. So it, yeah. it's Christmas is a hard thing for me every year. So yeah, um, my family's just like yours is scattered throughout the country. So we don't always get to be together. And the same thing with Alicia's family, like her brother and uh, his wife and their kids all live in Southern Georgia. And we split the holidays with their families and it goes every other year and it's just hard for us all to get together and, and to make that work. So yeah. Holidays are hard people. They are. <laughs> yeah, they, they absolutely are. And, and what, what's cool about the topic for today is we're going to talk a little bit about that with a specific movie being home alone. Yes. Oh my gosh. Classic Christmas movie. I've um, probably watched that probably three or four times already this year. Like this, <laughs> this holiday season, this holiday season. Uh, Ollie and I watched the first one the other day. Uh, I was home sick and I was like, I'm not doing anything else. We're watching home alone. And so we had a blast. Oh my gosh. He was like, daddy, it's scary. I was like, no, I promise you it's not. And he just, he kind of like thinks he doesn't want to watch. He'll say is scary. Mm -hmm. Um, but he just, he sat down, he watched the whole movie and he was like, can we watch it again? And I was like, there's a second one. And then Katie walked in and she was like, Hey, we, we need to watch something else. Uh, cause she wanted to watch like the, I forget something on Disney that was, she wanted to watch. Um, but anyways, no home alone, classic movie. Um, so let's, let's just ask this. Is it your favorite Christmas movie still? Cause I think you put it as your favorite Christmas movie at one point. 
If not, I would, it's really up there. I mean, I think that, you know, if you took all, um, you know, other Christmas movies away, I, I think I would still pick that one. So, um, I will say it's hard to do a sequel and Home Alone 2 is just as good as the first one. And, and in some respects better, in my opinion. But yeah. nothing, nothing feels as good as watching that first one. I, I think what... Okay, so so there's... There's so many classic moments and lines and things. And, oh my gosh, yeah. And and I'm going to mess it up. It's Macaulay? Macaulay Culkin. Culkin, yep. Okay. He just... You know, child actors, they, they struggle sometimes. And he is... I mean, he had a ringer um, of a childhood. I mean, he was, what, Dennis the Menace, right? No. Was, no, he wasn't Dennis the Menace. He was in... The Page Master, he was in Home Alone, he was, um, what was that other movie he was in? Richie uh, Rich? Yes, he was Richie Rich. I was thinking of the other one, uh, was it Milo and Me, or something like that? Uh, it was like about that. a dog. The, um, let me see, I'm just going to pull it up here. But yeah, I, he, I think he was eight years old when he did Home Alone. Yeah. Eight. He just... He he did it so well, and he he just was the the iconic American kid. <laughs> like he just kind of did all the things, and and he personified a lot of the things that that we wanted. My um, girl was the one I was. Thinking my girl. About. Yep. Is that the one where the kid dies from the bee sting? Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> a young girl on the threshold of her teen years finds herself turning upside down when she's accompanied by an unlikely friend. That's the plot. Okay. I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. Home Alone. So uh, yeah, no, no, no. So so there's there's a lot of a lot of really cool stuff that happens, and with Home Alone, I just I love the way that they handled it. Of here's a story of the kid made a wish. They forgot him. Like, have you? Okay. So have you ever been forgotten? Like, has there ever been a moment where you were left? And they're like, oh, crap, we got to go back and get Micah. Have you ever been in that situation? A couple of times. So I can't say that I've ever been in that situation. I have on the flip side been like, or I've been on the flip side of that. <laughs> we we were at a youth event and I left one of my adults. I thought you were going to say you left Ollie. No, <laughs> oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Oh. Or Katie. No, but I, I did. I did leave one of my adults and they never let me forget it. And I just feel like if I tell him, Hey, Adrian, you're, you're, uh, you're my home alone issue. Like, I feel like he's never going to let that down. He's just always going to be like, yep, that's, that's me. Yeah. I think for so, me, there were, there were a couple. So I think, so I was, we, we were living in Coshocton, Ohio at the time. And it was a super small, it's a super small town in, you know, southeast Ohio, above Columbus. And I was playing football. I was in middle school. And my dad was at the church on a Wednesday night. It was a Wednesday night game and a Wednesday night church service. And that was back when church was, you know, really, ha- you know, still happening on Wednesdays. And the church wasn't super far away. But, like, the game's over. We shook hands. Everybody's leaving. And I'm sitting there and they're turning the lights off. And I'm like, is my dad ever going to come get me? And so I walk over to the church because it's not super far away from where I'm at. 
And I remember my dad getting mad at me because I walked to the church in the dark. And I'm like, you didn't come get me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, there was that. And then I think there was another time where, I don't know, my brother and I were like at the mall or something or uh, at like Walmart. When Walmart was cool to go to as a kid. You talked about Ollie going to the big hotel experience. Walmart was so cool to go to as a kid um, because of the game set up, especially. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, all that. yeah. So I think my like my mom left and didn't. It was one of those things. She's like, if you're not up here at a certain time, I'm leaving you. And so she did. <laughs> she came back later and got us. <laughs> That's crazy. I think we were old enough to take care of ourselves, but it's fine. So so back to Home Alone. Mm hmm. What was your favorite thing about this movie? Yes. Like if you had, to, let's let's say even a couple of things. If you if you have a couple of things that come to mind, what what were some of your favorite things about this film? As an as an adult or as a child or both, just period. So I think as a young kid, man, I I just I, I can kind of share Ollie's sentiment a little bit because, like, again, John Williams, the goat film score writer. Oh, yeah. he, he wrote the film score for, for the home alone movies. And, um, you know, you hear that, that kind of creepy Christmassy kind of music, right. At the beginning. And, you know, you hear, you hear that. And then especially when they're, they're getting ready to go to Paris, the, you know, that windstorm happens and knocks their power out. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's got its moments. Right. And, and I think the reason that it has those moments is because Kevin is such a young kid He's going to get home, be, you know, get left home alone. And he's having to face the reality of being alone or staying overnight by himself in a big giant house. And, you know, as well as I do, even as a grown adult, houses make noises, houses creak. Um, there's different things that happen for no reason at all. Like, I think a great example of that is my nephew, Jesse. We were at my grandmother's house and my brother Lonnie and Jesse lived with my grandparents for a while. Um, when he was going through a divorce and he, my grandparents had a, have a tri-level house and Lonnie and Jesse lived in the basement and in the basement bathroom, there's a water softener. And every okay. time the water softener refreshes or does its, you know, filtering the salt rocks trinkle down. Right. And it uses some mm-hmm. of the salt rocks, you know, the salt rocks to, you know, filter the water and make the water pure and all those things in your house. And so every time that went through that, Jesse, Jesse would not, when he was a little boy, would get scared to death of the bathroom because of the noise that the water softener made. And so he would run past the door in the bathroom when he was a little boy. And same thing, like he would go to the bathroom and then he would like run out of the bathroom and he'd shut the door behind him because he was scared. So like, I think of that as a little kid, like there were moments where it was super scary. Um, Obviously you have two cat burglars you know, which we'll get into in a minute with Joe Pesci and, and Dan Stern, like just that they're scary looking guys. Right. And for an eight year old, excuse me, that's gotta be terrifying for a kid as an adult. You know, there, there are so many moments where I'm like, <laughs> you ask all these questions, right? Cause like Jordan, you're, you're a dad, you're an adult now, like all these things you're like, what did Kevin's dad do to afford that house? Right. Like that house was huge. Granted, it was the 90s. Don't even get me. Don't even get me started on that. Mortgages are probably a lot cheaper back then. Um, So like, what did his dad do to to, um, 
to afford to afford that no. house. Okay, and then like and the electric bill that comes off that thing because of how many Christmas lights are up there. I'm like, what? And then like, you know, the, some of the other things like, you know, if you left your kid alone these days, you'd be arrested. Like, that, there's no way. There's no way you could. I know that was the point of the movie, but there's no way that you could get away with that today. And so I'm thinking about that. And then, um, you know, I think about when they, they call the cops when they end up in Paris and the cops go over to the house and they knock on the door and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't answer the door. And the cops said, count their kids again. There's nobody here. The kid didn't even put any effort whatsoever into like seeing if he was truly there or not. So, you know, you think from a, like a logistical, like a logical brain stance, how many of these things like, and then like what a jerk his family was to him. Like <laughs> just so many different things. Like uncle Frank, Alicia cannot stand uncle Frank. <laughs> he is such a jerk. Cheapskate jerk. He's that typical, you know, he's that one relative, right? Yep. We all so I, have that one relative. I, I think of all those different things, like through the lenses of adult and as a kid, like, but yeah, I think there's just all this time later, it still stands up. I love the music. I love the, the acting's great. The, the story's great. Um, the late John Candy's in that film. Like it, it, it's just so good. Like, what are your thoughts as, as somebody who watches the kid and now is an adult? I know you said you just watched it with Ollie, but yeah. So, so the cast is amazing from Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Candy, Macaulay Culkin. I mean, there, there's so many good names in this movie. And I mean, you could continue going on through some of the family members. They've been in stuff in recent years. There, it's, it's really cool to see the cast that they had, but I love the way that he's like, I have to protect my home when Harry and Marv, the wet bandits, <laughs> when they, such, when they such go. Such a good and, name. <laughs> I love, I loved that at the end, they're throwing him in the car and he's like, just remember, we're the wet bandits. <laughs> and to a he's like, shut up. <laughs> it's exactly, and, exactly. It. And he's like, He's like, you left the water running at every single house. Like, how stupid are they when they got caught? He's like, well, wait, we just left the water running. And <laughs> it's like, we know how to, you know, track you guys because you've left the water running in this house, this house, this house. And, you know, it's just like they were so dumb. But keep going. Sorry. Well, and, and I think that's also the point is that, you know, they're trying to tell kids, you know, don't don't give up on education through some of that, because that could easily be a teaching point of, you know, you might pull some stupid things. Now, you know, if you go in and you say, Hey, we're, we're dropping out of school. Okay. Well, you'll become like Harry and Marv. No, I won't leave the water running. Well, you might do something else. That's stupid. Like the, continue your education, still learn, get through the high school and, and do what you got to do. And I, I just, I think that those characters were done so well because an eight year old, these guys are in their twenties, thirties, forties going up against an, eight-year-old <laughs> I'm like they just they were so good about it and like the way that they handled some of those those moments I mean to to have Daniel Stern's Marv go down the stairs and continue to slip and fall and you see the points where he gets hit with the 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 paint can and I'm like that was awesome like and and Joe Pesci's Harry going in and having his head lit on fire I'm like, I don't know how they how they made this thing work. 
But so what is your awesome. so what was your favorite prank out of all the ones he did to get at him? Oh, I I thought that when he had Marv downstairs and Marv pulls down the laundry chute and he pulls the 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 rope, mm-hmm. like just and the that, simplicity, and it just like bam hits the him, iron the, smacks yeah. him in the head. So I was like, that was awesome. I watched an interview recently with Danny Daniel Stern about how they've shot that and how. He had to look up and actually pull a rope. And then like it was the way if you look at it closely, they don't, you know, obviously he's not getting really hit in the head with a with an iron. But the way they shot it, they had to be super clever and like putting a camera down in a laundry chute and, you know, him pulling it. And it was just really cool how they they were clever in the respect to to shooting that. And so um, but what he put my point in that is like that Daniel Stern was like it. It felt like I was going to get hit with one, even though I didn't really get hit with one because he he pulled up and he had to look up. And, you know, it's hard not to flinch in his moments because he's not really going to get hit. But. um, Yeah, I. I think it's, you know, as a kid, I thought everything was hysterical and I still do. But like some of it's just cringy, like the, oh, the, yeah. step, the stepping on the nail on the stair with the tar. Oh, my gosh. At least I, you can't. Nope. At least you can't do can't it. Do it. And, um, the, when, when he goes into the window by the living room and he steps on the Christmas ornaments and they break and he just continues to walk through them and yeah. break them all with his bare feet. Cause he's taken his shoes and socks off. Cause he, <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, and, and then like, you know, even the, the BB gun, right. He shoots him in the nuts with the BB gun. Like, <laughs> and then he shot, uh, the other one in the face with it. Yeah. And so I'm just like, and if you oh watch, I remember, um, I mean, we had these movies growing up, but like, if you watched it on like ABC family or whatever, as a kid and the second one, home alone two, which we'll get to in a minute, but like the, when they're going to the apartment, uh, and he pulls the doorknob and it's the staple gun and it shoots him in the nuts and then shoots him yeah. in the butt. Like they, they skip the part where it shoots him in the nuts. On, they edited it out of the TV version. And I'm like, wow, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, but it, yeah. So um, I think for me, my favorite has got to be. I'd say either the paint cans on the stairs. Or oh, that that one was good. Or when they think they finally got him and he puts the tarantula on his head. Yep. I was about to say the spider. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, his, the screaming. How did the spider live through that whole movie is what I want to know. <laughs> I don't, I have no clue. Buzz, Buzz uh, fed him plenty of mice guts before they left for Paris. So. so there's, there's the sequel that you had talked about and I want to move into that. So the second one is essentially the first one in a completely different setting. Yes. If, if you, if you really were to break it down, but you, you've said this before and I don't remember if it was like while we were live or if it's when we're offline, but you've said before that sequels are not always near as good as the original, but that this one held its own mm-hmm. and that you felt like home alone two was, was just as good. And I mean, even before we got into this episode, you and I were talking about, Hey, do we want to do one or one and two? And you were like, well, I really want to do one and two. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, because they're both good, but if you really break it down, you're seeing almost an identical movie. It's just <clears throat> it's just shaped differently. 
Yeah. Well, and to like, they up the ante on the pranks. Uh, oh yeah. When it comes to getting the bad guys, um, they bring the same cast back, the same bad guys back, um, yep. you know, throwing the element of being in a different area other than his actual home. He uses his uncle's home as kind of like a, a place of, you know, booby traps, if that's what you're going to call them. Yep. Um, and it's just funny because like, if you, you, if you couldn't get any stupider, if that's even a word, if you couldn't get more stupid, like Marvin Harry did in these movies, like the second one, oh they, they get worse. I mean, like you would think that they would learn their lesson after the first one. Um, but, uh, it's crazy to go back and watch some of these early nineties films and see what things like the world trade center. Oh, because, absolutely. Cause I, we were watching my brother was here last weekend or the weekend before, and we were watching these and the second one, you know, what's the, one of the first things he does when he goes to New York, he goes to the top of the world trade center and he's looking out, you know, on, you know, to New York. And it's like, Oh my gosh, those aren't there anymore because, you know, we live through nine 11. Um, when he walks into the hotel, who does he see Donald Trump? And he's like, well, where's the desk at? He's like that way. And it's like, Oh my gosh, it's Donald Trump. Um, and so real it's- quick, my, uh, my dad had a Christmas party with his church and all the church staff members. I think there's, there's quite a few of them. And <clears throat> their theme was they had to dress as characters from Christmas movies. And so my dad was like, who should I be? And he was, uh, he was like, I want to do Home Alone, and I think I'm going to go with uh, the neighbor from the first Home Alone movie. Yeah. And I said, I think it'd be even funnier if you just went in as Donald Trump, because Donald Trump is in Home Alone, too. He just, like, has this one cameo. Like, you could totally just mess with them and be like, I'm making Christmas great again. <laughs> like, like, there's so many things you could do. But, like, yeah, Donald Trump shows up, and then then you've got all these guys coming back for this film it it just took a very different take and i'll be honest growing up i liked two more than i liked one yeah <clears throat> um just i mean some i like the, them both the, but i i think i went through the first i love the first one as as a kid and then i like the second one now more as an adult i loved the toy store oh yeah. my gosh the toy mr. store duncan. antics yes mr duncan's toy store and oh my gosh just the the antics there and then the bird lady like so, just so my, real quick my wife felicia who's been on our show several times um she made a great point a couple of weeks ago when we were watching this how did harry and marv expect to get out of the toy store like if you're ser- seriously thinking logistics without tripping some sort of an alarm even if they robbed the place yeah i don't know how are they going to get out? Unless they were going to get back in the houses and stay the entire night, but they were still they were still going to come back and get the money later for the hospital. I mean, they could have broke the window themselves. They could have walked out. They could have ran. They could have just you know done whatever. But like, if you're thinking logistics, how in the heck were they supposed to get out? Because they stayed in the little houses throughout the night, waited till the store closed. Then they were going to rob the place, and then they were going to leave. But there's no way out because there's no arm. Because we know that Kevin breaks the you know the window with the brick, and that sets off the alarm. So it was just an interesting question that we asked. That's a that's a great question. Yeah, I 
I honestly have no idea. I also love it when he breaks the window and, and he runs out and he just he lands on the board and he's like, wait, don't do that. And he just sends Harry flying <laughs> and he lands on the car and breaks the windshield. <laughs> like you said, they upped the antics. They they the pranks were very different in this one. And it was oh, it was so good. Well, Lonnie and I, my brother Lonnie and I always watch this and he's like, we're like, man, they'd be dead. There's no way that they could have lived through any of that stuff. <laughs> like at the beginning of the second one, when the pranks start, when they get to the, the, uh, the apartment, his uncle Frank's um, apartment, he's throwing, he's chucking bricks off the top of a building. If you got hit in the head with a brick, you would die. There's or like, especially because that was what three, four stories tall, something like that. And, oh and, and Harry got, and Marv got hit. Well, Harry didn't, but Marv got hit in the head like six times with the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and then the part you know, where they're climbing the ladder and the ladder breaks and then they go through the floor and through the other floor all the way to the basement. There is no way you would survive that. <laughs> this is kind of where I sit with it. I feel like they encompassed live action Looney Tunes. Yes. Like that. And I think that's why it's such a classic film. Like you just see some of the antics, you see some of these things that they could not actually do. And they just had a lot of fun with it. Well, you and look, you look at it, right, and it's like you don't think they can get much dumber, but and then they do, they do. Like I think about when they're in the basement, right, and they <laughs> Harry is like, like stacking all the suitcases and stuff up, and he's like sturdy as a rock, <laughs> and he gets to the top, <laughs> and he's like hanging on to the to the floor that's like you know, and he's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb <laughs> but but it's so good it is. and that's that's the best part is these are christmas movies that just really just bring joy and there's Whoa. nothing like like we're we live in a world where everything has so much weight and so much value and i feel like the fact that there's no value in this movie like i don't feel like i'm so invested that if one of these characters gets hurt that i'm gonna lose it it's not like marvel it's not like DC it's not a Disney kind of film like it's it's very different and it's 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 kind of that whole what we grew up with sticks and stones will break your bones yeah but words words can't hurt you and sure. and we live in a very different world and and I'm I'm good with the fact that words yeah words do hurt but the sticks and stones mentality that my dad raised me with like this movie helped push some of that of be stuck or be be tough be brave Mm-hmm. And just do what you got to do to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. And I think with the up, upping the ante, like you're talking about, Jordan, I think the whole idea of like, they, they were able to take some of these pranks and, t- and, and take them up a level. Right. And some of the story, they advanced at a level, right? Like I think of um, the paint cans and the first one was great. Right. And so they think they thought they got the better of Kevin when they dodged the two paint cans. And then he uses this huge, like, metal the giant pipe, iron bell thing right and so like and another that's hilarious because they just knocks them both out at the same time um because <laughs> they were like that's one that's two that's three and it hits them both and then they get knocked down and then the pipe gets cut and it hits them again and they're like that's four <laughs> so and they get hit twice um and another thing i you know i think about is that like um you know in the first one, 
they almost get him, and then the neighbor saves Kevin. And the second one, they actually get him, and they take him to the park. And it's kind of like a reinvention, and then the lady, the bird lady, you know, again, saves Kevin. But, like, you actually think that they're going to get him, right? They're actually, It's like it's going to – they're telling the story where, like, well, maybe he could get, you know, in trouble. Like, he's really going to get in trouble. He's going to get caught by these bad guys, and they're going to do something really bad to him. Obviously, you know, that doesn't happen. But, um, yeah, there's these moments where – I just don't, you just don't get that very often now where like they try to tell the same story again and they make it better than the first. Yeah. And uh, the nineties just felt like the wild west as far as the storytelling and movies and everything was all, you know, everything was on the table and they weren't willing to, you know, they weren't afraid to try things. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I just I think that Home Alone is a, is a fantastic series with the first two. Um, don't want to get into three and Home Sweet Home Alone and all that. I've never watched stuff. any of the other ones. I, I've seen the third one because it was I was still young enough, but it wasn't Macaulay Culkin and it wasn't the same cast. It was kind of the same idea. It's funny, it's good, but it's just not the same. Yeah, but I just I think that it's such a classic and it's one of those Christmas movies that like I'll try to watch every year. Um, another, another thing I want to I, I want to ask, you know, like logistically speaking, is at the end of the movie, he gets the bill for the room service. Why did the hotel not comp that after everything they went through? I know the point was him. You charge eight hundred ninety seven dollars to my credit card. <laughs> like, that's a cool line. It's, you know, an infamous in that movie. But like you would think that the hotel would comp that <laughs> because of, you know, scaring the crap out of Kevin and basically kicking him out of the hotel. One of my favorite lines in that movie is I've committed credit card fraud. <laughs> yeah. You know, from that point, I, I don't have an answer for you, but, but that, I feel that's super great... old too. When they, uh, they swipe the credit card. They don't, it's not like today when you just tap a card or, or you've got the chip or whatever it is. The chip. It's, you know, no longer really like a swipe thing, but like, it was like one of those things where you lay it down and you have to like literally run the thing swipe. across of it. Yeah. You know, because the numbers are raised and they give you a, you know, a slip. Um, oh, like OG. Yes. Like way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That's what they did in, in Home Alone 2 when he charged his credit card. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. And I don't you, remember them ever doing that like in life. I think that when I started really paying attention to paying and things like that. But my mom and dad used cash for almost everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, What what else? What else do you want to say? I mean, I guess I could go on and on and on. I just, you know, I just, I think that this film, it's just, it's a Christmas classic. Um, I really don't have much else to say because I just feel like, you know, we can gush over it, but really it's just a, a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So I'll let, I'll let you continue, but um, I do want to hit this real quick before, before we, we can let you go on and gush over it for a bit. No, I just um, wanted to say like two things, like, you know, before you know i'll let you finish but like just like what was your favorite part in each it could be a prank it could be just something that happens and then what would you rate each film and then yeah you know, yeah so I was, I was gonna say rating um okay. so yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and, and close it out with just favorite things from each film and then the rating um i think the first one when he slicks his hair back 
<laughs> like there's just that bit of him just slicking his hair back. Like it's just, it's just, and he uses the brute and he smacks his face. Yep. Yep. And for, for you, for you youngins out there, brute is, <laughs> is like an old, old cologne <clears throat> and it doesn't smell great. <laughs> At least in my opinion, my <laughs> grandfather used to wear it. Um, in the second one, I think just the hotel part, That's just true. as a whole, like him kind of just getting the food, getting to play, <clears throat> and him always using the TVs to help, mm-hmm. like project that there's an adult there, even though there's not. Like I thought that was always fun. I think I'm gonna have this is this is a fairly rare thing for me to do. I'm gonna say that the first movie I'm gonna give a nine. 9.5 um like I, I feel like there's very few things wrong with it and i think for the second one i'm gonna give it a 10 um you know, you know what's wrong with the first one the wallpaper in the house <laughs> let's pay attention to how hideous the wallpaper looks the next time you watch maybe, it maybe that's what it is maybe it's just i don't like the wallpaper <laughs> no i just i think that both of them are just classic i mm-hmm. i don't really have anything wrong with them other than just a few things that two just did better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Just like, like we said, upping those antics. So what about you? The first one, I'm probably going to go with the whole scene in the grocery store when he goes to the grocery store and he's having that conversation with the cashier and she's like, where's your mom? I can't tell you that. Where's your dad? I can't tell you that. Why not? Cause you're a stranger. <laughs> and he's like, wait, I have a coupon for that. And he gets all these groceries for like less than $20, which there's been this whole like thing lately in the news about how inflation has been so bad. Like he spent $20 in 1990 on the same groceries. And if he went and did it today, it would cost you like $224 or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, And then on his way home from that very grocery store, he's carrying these plastic bags and the bags just burst from underneath him. His groceries just go all over the sidewalk. (laughs) Do you remember that? Oh my gosh. I I was watching a documentary and they talked about how they did it and it was strings. So they actually ripped the bags already. And then he had to hold the strings and there's a moment where he has to let go and then everything tumbled out and that's how they did it. But I was like, that's that whole sequence of him going to the grocery store, (laughs) having that really weird conversation with the cashier. Um, The fact that he has a coupon. And then when like he, he has a package of GI Joe's and she's like, or or Kevin's like, it's for the kids. (laughs) Really, it's for him because he's the kid. So, um, hmm. you know, the whole dialogue between them. And then in the second one, um, hmm. I think when he gets on the plane and he's actually going to New York and his family's going to like that whole sequence in the airport when it's, he thinks he's with his dad and he's not. And he gets on the plane and the guy's like, well, boredom, you know, if he locates his family, boredom and blah, blah, blah. So he gets on the plane and he gets off. And um, the stewardess is like, you know, taking people as they get out of the plane and welcoming them. And he goes out and he's like, it doesn't look like Florida, right? And he goes, he goes over to the the counter and he's like, what city is that over there? And she's like, it's New York. And he's like, yikes, I did it again. And, and, um. But he like that fourth wall break with us. Yes. He realizes that he's, you know, you know, done it again. And like earlier in the movie, he's, you know, he's talking about how he wants to spend Christmas in a tropical climate anyway, because his family's going to Florida and then he ends up in New York. 
And so, um, isn't it like both times they have crappy Christmases and he has great Christmases? Well, pretty much. Right. <laughs> like they get stuck in a hotel, all 30 of them, and he's out having the time of his life spending all his dad's money, which can we, can we figure out what his dad did? Cause Oh my gosh, um, I know, right? Because like when you when they go to the airport in the second movie, he wants batteries. We didn't even talk about the talkback uh, thing that he had, um, where he okay. records himself. And not not only is it that situation, but he's taking a family two Christmases back to back, once to Paris so, and once to Orlando. Yeah, like neither of those trips are are cheap trips. And it's like, you're not just taking one person, you're taking a whole family. Like 20 or 30 people. Honestly, what do you do? He's a drug dealer. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows, right? Home Alone, Home Alone 7, uh, the mystery of Kevin's dad or something. The fall of Um, Kevin's dad's drug empire. Sorry, Kevin, we're all here for Christmas with you this year. Yeah, I think I would say that. um, The whole sequence where he gets... You know, any do you remember the part where he's like he's on the airplane and he sits next to this guy who's French and he's like just speaking. He's like, he's like, have you been to Florida? And he just completely, you know, starts speaking in French and Kevin doesn't understand it. He just literally just takes his headphones and he just. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then as far as ranking them, I'd probably do the same thing. Nine and a half and ten. I mean, there's just just they're iconic films. I watch them every so single year. Yeah. If I don't watch any other Christmas movies, I watch these. Yep. No, they're, they're, <clears throat> I, growing up, I think that it was, we, we didn't watch these growing up very often. Um, I saw Home Alone 2 on, on ABC Family when it was a thing. And, um, cause now it's like freeform or whatever. But I remember watching Home Alone 2 a lot. I don't remember watching Home Alone very often, but we watched like Elf and we watched, um, Polar Express. Those were like our family and Santa Claus. That was a big one for us. But I would, I would argue that Home Alone just, as I've, as I've started my family, like that's, that's one that I definitely want to watch every year with my kid. Like, it's just, it's just fun. So. And the fact that it came out in 1990 and it's still just, and it's still just as good today as it was back then. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, with that, Micah, thank you so much for, for talking about home alone and home alone two with me. Um, have a merry, merry Christmas, all of you who are a part of our Nerd Talk Nation and our Nerd, Nerd Talk family. Um, we absolutely love you guys. We hope that you guys have a fantastic Christmas and a happy new year. We will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.